0: It's time for Living Your Purpose, a motivational and inspirational podcast with Peter and Joyce Nielsen.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Living Your Purpose, I'm Peter, this is Joyce Nielsen, and we are so glad that you're here, hopefully that you're watching this um, on video, if not you may be listening around the world, whether it's uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Um, talk, blog, radio, um, or maybe a radio station around you is picking this up as well. We just want to say thank you for supporting us. If you do like this and you're watching it on YouTube, just press the subscribe button below. You know, we're in November. We're getting ready for Thanksgiving in the weeks to come. The average person will gain between, say, one and seven pounds between now and um, New Year's. I don't want you to be a statistic. Uh, This woman could eat anything, and she always looks this way. So So kudos to you. Um, But, you know, many people, you may not be watching this on YouTube. If you are not, you should check us out on YouTube at Peter's Principles or Peter Nielsen. If you like what you're seeing, just press the subscribe button. But today, a lot of people have been emailing us on all different platforms Peter, we don't want to gain extra winter weight. And everyone's curious about this new kind of, I wouldn't even call it a diet, because the first three letters of the word diet are depriving you. This is more of, I would say, a healthy way of eating, and it's called intermittent fasting. And there's many ways you could do that. I mean, have you heard about it?
0: I have, and, you know, I actually... I, I found that that's the way I tend to eat in general before I knew what it was. So lucky me, I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and on our point, for years, for almost a, a century, you know, doctors, scientists, uh, nutrition experts will always say, and I know you, you have heard this a million times, don't eat after 8 o'clock at night and you'll be great. But a lot of people, they'll watch their Netflix, they'll go on date night, and their dinner is at 8 or 9 o'clock, or they're munching at 10 o'clock, watching their favorite movie. So that concept goes out the window. But if we modify that, and we do, say, fast for a certain amount of hours, and then game on for a certain amount of hours you eat... It really keeps an honest person honest.
0: It does, but you have to be careful when you say game on because to certain people that means eating pressy, do whatever you wanna do and it and if that's how you're gonna eat, it doesn't matter if you're doing it intermittently or not, it's gonna <laughs> be unhealthy. It's so. so true. I
1: mean so <laughs> many people will say, you know, I'm fasting for one day on and then I'm going to eat and then, or they fast for two days. They don't eat anything, just drink water. Um, and then they go crazy on the day that they eat. And they'll have lasagna, pizza, a cheeseburger, you know, just fattening stuff, a milkshake, mm-hmm. all in the same day. The
0: whole bag kind of the Halloween candy your kids got. <laughs>
1: Agreed. And then they'll come to us and they'll say, Beta, it didn't work. Your, your nutritional plan didn't work. Well, you're not following it. You're doing it your way instead of the right way. So I just want to take you through just some do's and don'ts on how you can fast and still gain muscle, lose excess body fat, have tons of energy. Your sleep can be better. You can just be overall more healthy. Sound like a plan?
0: It sounds like a plan to me. I'm in.
1: You know, and... (laughs) What I don't like is when someone doesn't eat at all for a day or two. And that's a true fast. Many religions will even do that. Well, they'll fast while they're praying and stuff. So this goes back thousands of years where fasting has been uh, really discovered. But here in the 21st century, when someone fasts, they're the right way and then there's the wrong way. So the wrong way is when you're just fasting for days on end. Or you're fasting for a period of time and then you go haywire on the hours that you can eat. That's a no-no. So what I like to do is make a recommendation on what I have dealt with for thousands of patients and members from my health clubs, physical therapy business, my platform on social media, as well as my TV show. And it's more of the 16-8 intermittent fast. And you can even explain what that means. I mean, for for 16 hours, you're not eating. And someone may say, that's going to be hard. But what you said to me this morning, whereas you would love to fast, I think you said, what would work best for you? Uh,
0: well, to me, it's all about perspective. And I know people can go, like, day on, day off. Sometimes they eat five days, fast two days. And so what you're saying, that's the less healthier of the options. To gain a more guaranteed success rate is to pick something that on a daily yes. routine it's gonna work for you. And for me, rather than thinking, "Oh my gosh, there's 16 hours I can't eat," it's there's eight hours in a day where I'm gonna pick my time frame right. that I'm gonna that I'm gonna eat what I want to eat within measures, of course. Um, and depending on if we have a date night or not, for me it's gonna be like between. Eleven and seven or maybe twelve and eight and when I wake up in the morning I still might have a cup of coffee, but I'm not gonna eat like a, a bigger fuller meal Until around lunchtime and then I'm gonna graze on some light, you know nuts or some fruit or something in the afternoon until I have a dinner and then depending on if we're just at home with the family With the kids, we like to eat. um, It's between, it's really early, between 5.30 and 6.30 every night for dinner. Um, But if we're going on a date night, we usually even get like a 7.30 or 8 o'clock reservation. So even doing those things, it's still pretty easy to monitor that within the eight-hour time frame. And the more you're consistent about it, it just becomes more natural and... I particularly like my beauty sleep, and I and I wake up with it's my roosters. <laughs> so I'm in bed by at on a on week night on a you know a work day or a school night. I'm in bed by ten, so I'm not eating after seven or eight. And when I wake up in the morning, I have my coffee and I'm on the go, or I have a little you know maybe maybe a tiny little smoothie or a protein shake I make in the morning, but I'm not having a, a bigger meal until around lunchtime.
1: You know, and what she's saying is so spot on. Like a good example is um, for me, from all the years that I was single before I got married to this amazing woman, is that I would eat at 9 or 10 o'clock at night. I mean, I would sit down. I would cook at 8 o'clock at night and I would literally start feasting at 9. Um, But on what she's saying and what I'm about to say Is that it's okay to eat later Mm -hmm. if you're going to stay in that, you know, if you're doing, say, a a 16-8 and you're staying in that eight-hour time frame. The only couple of deal breakers that you need to know is, number one, make sure you wait at least 90 minutes before going to sleep so you don't get GERD. So all the blood is trying to digest your food you don't want to be laying down you get heartburn you're not going to get into that that deep sleep because your body's in fifth gear trying to digest that food so that's one so you wait 90 minutes before you go to bed after you eat it whatever time that is yeah the other thing is is that as we always talk about numbers are numbers so macronutrients your protein the building block to muscle, your carbohydrates, your energy food, and your essential fatty acids coming from poly and monounsaturated fats, which are great for your brain, uh, your hair, your skin, your largest organ. So it's it's paramount that if you're eating and you do this and you try this, make sure you still reach, in those eight hours, your macro requirements. So when I do nutritional counseling or when I talk on television or on a video, I always recommend to start with you know, 45% of your total calories coming from carbohydrates, 30% of your total calories coming from protein, and 25% of your total calories coming from fat. So if you can keep that in there make sure you drink half your ideal body weight in ounces of water every day then you're golden and like like Joyce said you can drink water um during that time that you're not supposed to eat you can drink coffee during mm-hmm. that time you don't you don't count that.
0: Right. Well you kinda c unless you're putting cream and sugar in your coffee, so then right. you do have to count the calories. Right. But I think and you would agree the most important thing to do to start the regiment is to figure out um and, and a lot of you work nights, which we need those night people and those night owls in society to keep us rolling. <laughs> right. So we need you guys. And if nighttime's your thing, then maybe you pick I don't know, um, 10 at night is the start time to your eating hour if you sleep during the day. So you just need to pick that 8-hour chunk out of a 24-hour day that's going to work best for you. And then you figure out how many calories that you have during that day. And and you can wake up and have your zeal or your coffee or this and that. Um, it, but you do have to stay hydrated with the water totally or an herbal tea or if it is your zeal or protein drink. But you just have to make sure if you're trying to lose weight, you're accounting for those calories and that you're meal prepping and planning so you're not just eating a bunch of garbage during the eight hours to make up for the time that you're not eating because then it kind of defeats the purpose.
1: Agreed, agreed. <laughs> you know, and the, the other thing is is it's so important to document it. So start journaling it because if you're starting something new and, you you know, she's famous for scheduling things. I mean, her phone goes off weird hours. We got a new puppy... (laughs) you <laughs> got a so new, cute. he's an
0: Italian Greyhound, yes. and he's three and a half pounds. And his
1: name is
0: Matteo. What
1: does it mean? Which
0: means God's gift mm-hmm. to our family, which he is. Yep. So I'm sorry, I'm super yep. excited. I
1: yeah, and this is it. like this. But this is a one-person dog. I set and, my alarm. <laughs> and, and this is his human, her. <laughs> And um, so we have this big Great Dane that literally stands higher than seven foot tall. <laughs> and then we have this little three pound, mm-hmm. you know, um, Italian greyhound, which is just as sweet as day. Um, but it's so important. I'll hear like at three o'clock in the morning her yeah. alarm going off. And I'm like, babe, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, yeah, I just got to go take him out to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So yeah. she's very regimented and statistics- Studies prove it. People that are more regimented with a schedule Mm -hmm. are more successful in anything that you do.
0: Right, And can I just say, so I wake up every morning at um, consistently around 5 o'clock and I leave my house at 6.30 and I don't get back home until <laughs> about ten or ten thirty every day. And during that whole time frame I'll wake up, I'll have a glass of water, I'll either make a zeal or a coffee, maybe have some Zurge or something. Yeah. Um to and you know, I drive the kids to school, I run some errands, et cetera. so I get home, my first meal isn't until like a brunch. Yeah. And then from brunch I may have a couple pieces of fruit, a handful of nuts or a protein bar and then I have dinner around yeah. 5.30, really 6, 7, a... depending on it. Ooh. Maybe 8 o'clock is the latest for date night. And, that, and then even if I'm staying up later, I still feel fulfilled and, and satisfied. The
1: beautiful thing about you is that um, <coughs> with eating, excuse me, is that sometimes when we're ordering food in, mm-hmm. she'll look at the watch and say, Peter, I'm hungry, but I don't want to eat past 8.30 at night, there's right. no way. I'm starving, and I'm like, I'm going to eat. <laughs> She's just like, nope, I'm not going to eat. She yeah. won't eat.
0: I'm going to have uh, yogurt and a protein bar and some water and go to bed. Wow. <laughs> Which I'm not starving what myself because I've already eaten my calories for the day, and I know I just I don't want to eat at 9 o'clock at night. Sometimes it'll be 7.30. It's like, babe, let's order dinner, and maybe time got by us, this and that, etc., but if we're not going out for a night on the town, we're at home. I've been snacking all day. I'm not going to eat at 9 o'clock at night and go to bed at 9.30 for the next day because I'm setting myself up for failure. Right. And if I just have a nice glass of water and I've already had my calorie intake for the day, I don't want you guys to think I'm, like, starving myself no, or something. No, she eats good. far from the case. Trust me, far she, from the case. You,
1: you eat a lot. I, mean, I you, you eat a lot. You and your daughter. I mean, mm-hmm. both of you are so thin, but you, you, when you eat, you eat good.
0: We Yes.
1: And you have a good appetite. Yeah,
0: so it's just about figuring out the timing that works best for you and being consistent with that, even when you got people wanting you to order pizza or whatever at 9.30 at night. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I'm looking at some emails that have come in in the last few days, and one of them has to do with um, fasting, intermittent fasting. And it's like, Peter, how much can I lose if I get on this 16-8, you know, uh, fasting plan? And medical science is really saying if if you follow this 16-8 um, plan, that you can actually lose about a half a pound to a pound and a half a week. And that would equal roughly two to four pounds a month. Now, Many people are saying, that's not enough. That's not a lot. Mm. You don't want to lose. When someone loses a lot of weight quickly, it's either water weight or it's muscle.
0: And that's just from changing your eating diets. That's right. not even that's changing your hours. cardio Correct. or anything. So that's actually a lot yeah. in retrospect. Yeah,
1: and it's really, really healthy. Uh, my recommendation is you don't want to lose more than, say, two and a half pounds a week on any plan that you're on. Now, there is an exception, and many people may be saying it to yourselves right now. If you're one, you know, of there's a few million in this country or or more that are morbidly obese, and morbidly obese is defined as being 100 pounds over your ideal body weight. If you are, and you do something like this, or even just start eating differently by having less calories and expending more calories through exercise. There's people I know that lose 20, 25 pounds in a week because they're 500 pounds.
0: Well, honey, that's a great point you're making. So, for our listeners there, how do you determine what your ideal body weight is to set up those goals?
1: It's a great, another great question. You know, to really determine your ideal body weight is you, you could go to peternielsen.com um, our website, and there's a calculator that determines it has everything to do with how many calories, how many total calories you should be having in one day. And the things that you need to plug in to get the answer is male or female, your gender, your height, your weight your age, and then most importantly, your physical activity. Are you working out? How many days a week are you working out? One, three, five. Once you put that in, then you press next. And then it spits up according to your activity, your gender, your height, your weight, your age, how many calories that you should be having. Then those numbers are really your baseline on how you get your macros. Because then you're getting 45% of those total calories for carbs, 30% of those calories, total calories from protein, and 25% of those calories coming from uh, from fat. So it's very important. I mean, I think that what you just said is where people get confused. How many calories should I be having in a day? How do I know? if you don't want to go to PeterNielsen.com, my question is why not? <laughs> but all kidding aside, you can basically Google a macronutrient calculator and it'll spit up a bunch of them. I would love for you to visit our website. Um, we have a subscription website and you can basically get your macronutrients. You can get a seven-day yeah, meal plan a
0: meal plan and that's so good to get a seven-day meal yeah. plan you're, you're golden you're set yeah all you have to do is stick to that the best you can maybe you're going to have an off day but if, if you're sticking to it most days and sticking to the hours that you pick for your schedule and doing your cardio and doing your workout you're really going to see those results. I mean, it's a no-lose formula. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And make sure you hydrate yourself, especially when you're going into any new mm-hmm. eating regimen. Because when you think about it, 75% of your muscles and your bo- your whole body is made up of water. 80% of your blood. 23% mm-hmm. of your hard bones are water. So if you took a person 160 pounds, dehydrated them to just organs, skin, and bones... They would be 60 pounds. So there's that much of liquid, of water in your body.
0: Speaking of that, and I'm sorry if it's off topic, but I feel like it kind of ties in. What skin? you're saying, well, um, not only your skin, of course, that's you know your biggest organ and you need a lot of water. But I've also heard the legend that you should drink a glass or two of water before you eat. Right. Because not only does it hydrate you, but it helps you h- feel more full. So you're not overeating your calories that we're sitting. Is that true or false?
1: Man, I love this woman so much. <laughs> and I'm going I'm to say it on live podcast right here. That is the biggest fallacy. No, no. Really? It's all the whack okay. the out there. It's all those quackery really? doctors.
0: I am not a quack.
1: Yeah. I no, I know you're gross. not. But you hear it enough. <laughs> And someone says it enough,
0: really? And you think
1: that there's validity okay so this is where it all came about' is on Thanksgiving, <laughs> people would say, "Drink two glasses of water, you know, so that you fill yourself up, but think about this if you let 's just break it down half your ideal body weight in ounces of water, but i'm going i 'm going to put it one step further. I did this on the Today show live. The phones lit up at the time I was with. Katie and Matt, so it's going back you know, about 20 (laughs) years. But the point was, is that what I said, and what people needed to catch was, never drink water while you're eating. What? Wait 15 minutes before and 15 Uh, minutes after. We're not
0: swimming, we're eating.
1: (laughs) But this is important, I'll tell you why. Your body doesn't absorb nutrients waterlogged. So, People that have inflammatory bowel disease like I, Crohn's or colitis, that's a given. But even people that have perfect intestines, if you waterlog your your body with water and then eat, it's going to be very difficult for your body to digest um, as efficiently than if it waited 15 minutes before you eat. Do not drink water while you're eating. If you have dry food and you're over somebody's house and you're choking on it, have a couple of sips, but then wait 15 minutes after. So to answer your question, absolutely don't do that because all you'll have is expensive. I hate to say this, but we're, we're among friends, is if you drink water, tons of it while you're eating, she's correct. You probably won't be hungry and eat as much, but... You won't absorb anything, so you'll have expensive stool by drinking all that water and eliminating it through your stool and your urine. So that's a no-no. I'm glad that you mentioned I that.
0: guess I'm glad I asked you. I thought I was giving good yeah. advice from me.
1: <laughs> no, it was it a was per- perfect segue <laughs> to something that I really don't talk about a lot. Because, you know, I talk about water and you should be drinking three ounces of water yeah. every 15 minutes during an exercise to hydrate yourself, whether it's hot weather or cold weather. You shouldn't drink alcohol in cold weather because you think it's going to warm you up. It does the opposite. It dehydrates you and it'll get you closer to hypothermia than if you hydrated yourself with just water. So there's a lot of water facts there. Yeah. But if you think about and it. That's a key to know. Right.
0: It would destroy your whole diet.
1: Right. You diet. could do your sixteen-eight intermittent fasting. And it'll go right out the window okay. if you're drinking tons of water while you're eating. So I'm glad that you brought that up. I've never talked about it on our podcast or even radio for that matter. I have talked about it on television. But it's so important that you can do – you can do – Something really good, but if you don't follow through and you do something else, you could squash yes. everything. I
0: would have never thought you could have too much water or there was a bad time to drink it. So yeah. I'm glad we cleared yeah. that up here yeah. on a Peter's Principle <laughs> Living Your Purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Take notes. And,
1: and also, uh, the other thing is it, it, it doesn't um, refer to milk, which turns into a semi-solid when it gets in your body. But milk, in my world, isn't even on the top ten. Of things you could drink because milk is an irritant it, it creates mucus and inflammation in the body and it's got cholesterol and saturated fat so why would you be drinking that And the reason why is your mother and your dad mm-hmm. poured milk on your cereal and that's all you know but there is non fat uh, non-dairy um, stuff such as macadamia, Mm -hmm. oat milk, rice milk, um, almond milk. Mm -hmm. I could go on and on and on. And it definitely will fit your fancy by not creating inflammation. If anything, a lot of those that I just told has natural anti-inflammatory benefits. So I think this was a great segment to flush out some of this stuff. And if you do have any questions, how can people find it? Because, I, I mean, when we get into the deep of a topic like this afterwards a lot of people will have questions so how can they reach yeah, us?
0: yeah um absolutely so you can email us your questions to peter at com. you can find us on social media peter and nielsen um yeah what else spotify, spotify.
1: soundcloud um YouTube. Talk, blog talk radio youtube at peter nielsen or peter's principles uh-huh. um and any platform that you listen to, um, iTunes, any platform that you listen to, your favorite Mm -hmm. podcast, you'll be able to find us. And if you do like what you're hearing, just press the subscribe button and we appreciate you. Uh, We thank you for tuning in week after week. Uh, We love what we do. We want to sow into you. And like what we mean this podcast is everything is possible, number one, with God. And to truly live your purpose, we were born with a purpose. We live and we live with purpose. Um, You're here for a purpose. And that's what we want to help try to light on the inside, to spark that that fire, to realize that you're not here to just live on the sidelines. You're here with very specific, individual, one-of-a-kind gifts that only you have. And to be able to live in that and to embrace that, and to to live under that roof of hope and purpose is just a beautiful thing. So that's what our hope and our prayer is for each and every one of you this week. And until next week, this is Peter and Joyce Nielsen, hoping that this week you live your purposeful life. Have a great one, everyone. God bless.